Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Industry leading. Difference making. Tomorrow shaping. World changing. These are a few of the adjectives people use to describe the technologies and companies Deloitte works with day in and day out. Join us, and soon those very same adjectives could describe your career too. Explore technology careers at Deloitte.com slash techcareers and make an impact on business, technology, and society while engineering your future. At Deloitte. Besides rare finds, secret shows, whether it's a musty concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, hey, Ms. Thompson. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here today sharing your new book, It's Not Always Right to Be Right. I love the title. <laughs> and other hard war hard won leadership lessons. Uh, I love that because, you know, often we can get stuck in, oh my gosh, I'm right. I'm just not stepping off this post. And then sometimes you need to, you know, be able to hear the other side and step back and say, well, maybe I don't know everything about this. What led you to even write your book? <laughs> nice to be with you, Christina. It's an interesting title, isn't it? And it's, yeah. uh, it's one I think that's probably applicable in regard to personal perspective as much within business. And I think around lockdown, mm -hmm. I think my wife and my kids have probably told me stop being right more, more than I was within a CEO type role. So yeah. listen, I've been a corporate, uh, corporate chat for probably around 30 years, um, in and out of different sort of industries and segments with Reebok and Mars. And I've probably the last 12 years done CEO roles uh, within Mars. And I think that probably the biggest reflection is as I started out on my leadership journey, I always thought every debate, discussion, dialogue I had to have, I had to actually win and always be right. And when you started to reflect back, although I was okay at it, and it was almost intellectual sparring, um, it was incredibly restrictive of your diversity of thought, 
And I'm one of these people who believe exceptional leaders are insatiably curious. Mm. Um, your relationships that you had, normally in my experience, your breakthrough in regard to transformation results are probably stage two and three relationships. But if you treat everything as though it's a one-off transaction, there's a winner, there's a loser, you never get to that breakthrough. And probably the one that's frustrating, I think, is, and I'm always insistent on this as a leader, you yeah. need to unlock potential within others. And when you're always right in a discussion, your teams, your direct reports, they don't take you on. They'll have a debate, but they'll lose every time. So it restricts their ability. So I think it's a good concept. It's a hard one to grasp. And unfortunately, very senior leaders are often the worst offenders. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, I've worked for businesses as a consultant myself, and I'll go in there and the owner of the business or C-suite um, officers will be like, oh, okay, we got these problems, just fix it, get with our team and make it happen. And often it starts at the top and they're just like, no, 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 it's everyone down here. I We're cool up here. And I'm like, no, 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 we have to be able to all be on the same page. And often they'll say, oh yeah, they think my, my, my little people think just like us. And often Often it's not the case when you get with both teams separately, it's when they can speak freely, the employees and the customers too, that you get a different picture than what the officers of the company might be telling you. You are so right within that and success can often be a curse and it's a little like culture. Uh, a great culture has a curse in that it's very hard to evolve. Mm. And as a leader, if you've always been sort of raised on that foundation and have had success on when I'm right, you think that is the right thing to do. I think we all know the, the great leaders and the outstanding leaders, they seek to understand before being understood. They mm. show humility when they get things wrong. They're quite happy to show that vulnerability that, hey, okay, my idea wasn't actually right. And they're open and they're insatiably curious to new opportunities. Yeah. Um, that said, it's a, it is a tough sort of uh, area to get, but I think those who have experienced mm -hmm. the benefits of humility, compromise, concession, developing that trust through true depth of relationships, they see the importance of that. And the great leaders uh, are those who I think value opinions of others ahead of themselves. And there is a decision-making hierarchy. You have to make the call at the end, um, but you need to be considerate of those options. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. I was very taken back many years ago working at one of my first companies I loved. Uh, they took me on their umbrella. I had very little accounting experience at the time. And I was a really real junior, but we had one Christmas where the owner made a big boo-boo, took on a project that we could not do well. It, it flopped and we lost a lot of money. And hence, we did not get our bonuses for the first time. I was there six years and it was probably four years in. And he said, he came up there and said, I made a mistake. I took on this project. It's my fault. It didn't go through. So unfortunately, we will not get bonuses. I apologize for that, but we will not be doing this again, this mistake. Yeah, I learned my lesson. I was like, wow, that's amazing. Now, there were gripers like, oh, well, he, he should give us a bonus anyway out of his own paycheck or, you know, I don't know, find the money somewhere else. But I personally was had a lot of respect for him because it took a lot of guts to stand up between before 100 people and say, listen, I screwed up. I'm the owner. I take full responsibility and we're going to do this better next time. And it doesn't happen that often, but I, um, I'm slightly different from others. And I've got a chapter within the book that talks around 
my sort of belief that the great leaders are those who are respected and liked. Now, respect is a given. We know that if you don't have respect, you won't have crucial conversations, etc. But those leaders who are genuinely, genuinely liked as well, you walk over coals for them, you will do additional from your job description, you'll go those additional hours. And it's moments that you talked around about showing that vulnerability, showing that authenticity, I think is really key as well. And I think the other element is that a lot of people, and I've got a recruitment philosophy that says C plus W is greater than E. And that means curiosity and willingness is mm. greater than experience. And I think for a lot of organizations that are wanting to sort of look at new ideas, possibilities, a can-do attitude, even if there's a lack of functional or technical experience, as long as you're curious, and this goes back to new ideas, new concepts, adjacencies, different perspective, it's a really different sort of way and approach of getting it. When you get that balance within a team, and you'll know this very well, it's, uh, it's incredibly good from that thought diversity and perspective as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from. That same company, what, what was awesome about it is I had very, like I said, I was a junior accountant, very little experience. They gave me a chance and, and they knew I came into the whole ranks with little experience. In fact, I started and I, I had uh, signed on. They said, do you have computer experience in the interview process? And I said, yeah, sure I do. Uh, I had like two months of computer experience. So it was very, very limited. But I was like, yeah, sure. I got computer experience. Uh, I got on board, but I literally, he, I think they saw something in my interview that I, I would had, like you said, the curiosity and the push and the innovation to learn because once I got there, they gave me the computer manual. I practically memorized it. I became the go-to person for that, you know, accounting software. They sent all new people to me. A year later, I'm having um, lunch with my manager. And I said, you know, I barely had any, no experience with computers. He's like, I knew, but I knew you had what, I knew you had what it took to do the job. That's why we hired you. There's yeah. a, um, there's an old advertising, I started out within London advertising many years ago as a very average copywriter, and I was quickly moved on to client management, uh, thankfully. <laughs> but there's a concept within advertising called drains and radiators, and it's within any business and also within personal life. There are drains around you who obviously drain the energy out. It's negative uh, in, uh, infestation across an organization. It's limiting beliefs. Mm. Whereas what you've just described, somebody with curiosity and passion coming in, it's a positivity, it's a ambition, possibility angle, and it makes such a difference. And one of the things that I've done over the years, one, my recruitment philosophy is based around that. You want people to come in with having impact and a real sort of positive influence right across the business. But equally, I've actually placed that more important than the engagement forums, the customer satisfaction forums, et cetera. You get those right people in, and it's not a Pollyanna. You still want them to challenge and provoke. But yeah. You get those right people in with the right attitude. It's infectious across the business, no limiting beliefs. Um, it's an electric atmosphere. And uh, to me, that's the, the cultural brilliance of some organizations. I love that. Now, what would be your kind of advice for business owners that are looking to hire people and they usually go off the resumes, but they don't know how to go beyond what they're seeing on the paper to get to the nitty gritty of what you're talking about, how to find that great talent that might not have all the experience that, you know, is on the resume of some people, but will have 
that oomph, you know, that that curiosity, that punch to really grow the business? How do they begin to look for that and pull that out, peel the layers back? I think it's probably a couple of things. There's, there's a great saying that says, don't confuse motion for impact. And I really like that a lot of people will talk a very good game within that sense, but really, are they actually converting great data and insights into recommendations? And then specifically, do they get things done? Mm -hmm. So there are ways to actually test in regard to impact, particularly in regard to historical, mm -hmm. talk through your process, but what has been the outcomes against that? So I think that's sort of one is really sort of key for it. The other one within, particularly in regard to hiring as well, most people have a focus on technical and functional brilliance. And I understand that. And there are some operation roles and I've looked after multiple factories over the years. <laughs> you want people who know what they do. Yeah. However, I start to recruit majority of people who are great integrators and connectors and they value relationships ahead of law, logic, functional or technical skills. And this comes back to Christine, how many times over the years do we see amazing breakthrough ideas, transformational, creative, innovative concepts, but they actually fail. And they don't fail because of the brilliance of the idea. They fail because a relationship, an integration or a connection with other parts of the business haven't really taken forward. Mm -hmm. So I think from my experience, but also my success that I've had and the relative success over the years, it's those people who can take people with them. And I actually like to place those integrators and radiators um, directly on projects, cross-functional projects. They've got no subject matter excellence within. It's mm -hmm. dangerous on that, but they're curious enough to know if I get the right people on board, full alignment, radiators, positivity going in, that's when the transformation can take place. Yeah, I, I love that you say that because sometimes you can get so caught up in the techn techn technicality. Yes, they got the technique, but do they have the personal skills, uh, the social skills to connect with vendors and customers? Uh, one customer I worked with, a uh, vendor many years ago, they hired me on and they had a really toxic uh, environment. One starting with the very top, the president was just, uh, not a good person, not, not a radiator of positivity. Um, but I was brought on board and there were a couple people who wanted to be positive, but they felt stifled. And what you could, what I could do is I, I could see that they had connections with customers that could greatly increase their their leads and whatever so it was really getting the the officers on board to see that there's certain people in their company if they just step out of the way and let them shine they can have them exploding out of the way but i think what to share with me your experience of why sometimes business owners or you know officers have trouble letting go sometimes and kind of ah oh, what's the word kind of Ah, you know, don't I, let I, these radiators yeah. shine. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I know what you, I know exactly what you mean. That's the term I'd probably use is that there's restrictive sort of thinking. And I think it's based off, as I said, historical success and understandably so. They've seen this sort of work in the past. Um, but I believe it is also a bit of a closed mindset within that. And you start to look at the really successful leaders. There's an inner confidence that they're actually more than happy to be wrong. It's as, as simple as that. They like when they put out an idea, the provocation area, if somebody comes along and trumps it. So if you're turning right and somebody says, well, hang on, we should be going left, your curiosity within your mindset takes you to a new, to a new level. Mm -hmm. I think the interesting one is, and you mentioned around, uh, you know, you had a tough sort of boss within that environment. Yeah. Um, 
there's my belief is most people have bad bosses. Um, you normally you will leave a business not because of the business or the culture. You leave a business because of the line manager, and we know that through Gallup surveys, etc. Um, but when you've got a bad boss, it's actually an incredible opportunity to learn. And this took me a little while to sort of realize, but you learn more around what not to do than what to do. And there's that concept of negativity bias, which is psychologically well known. You learn from the adversity and the negativity that happens. And as long as you ingrain those insights from a bad boss that you will never repeat them yourself when you get to that position... I think that's the uh, that's the brilliance of sort of discovery. And there's a big difference between self-awareness and self-development. And as long as you're aware of what that bad boss is doing, but if you develop yourself to make sure I'll never do that again, yeah. um, and you take that insight and context, it can be incredibly powerful. So I always say to people, when you've got a bad boss, hey, uh, leverage the hell out of it because uh, you've got to make the most of those opportunities. I, I love that you say that because... This counts both personally and in business. We want to be rid of any adversity. I mean, who likes to go through adversity? It's not fun. You want it to end. But I love the fact to put a spin on and say, okay, what can I learn from this? What can I take from this that will make me greater, stronger, and better tomorrow? Now, Christina, you probably, uh, as I mentioned earlier to you, that I'm from New Zealand. And uh, New Zealand, uh, we're not renowned for too many things, but our major thing is our rugby, the All Blacks. But there was a a former coach of the All Blacks, Steve Hansen, and he had this concept around you don't need to lose to learn, but it sure helps. And (laughs) if you think around it, and I like what you said, because this concept and everyone talks around about embracing failure, Mm. failure and failings are so incredibly important because Mm. when you do fail and you don't get it right, you dig deeper than you've ever gone before. And as long as you can actually uncover that context with an insight and then importantly, use that going forward, you'll be so much stronger. The only danger is um, in regard to the failure aspect, A lot of people are self-reflectors, and that's fine. You dig deep and look at it. But when you get into rumination, which is obviously around negative thoughts around what could have been, should have been, that can actually be a really damaging area. A, it's distracting for business, but also personally, it ties you in knots. So I love the idea of embracing failure, and there's different ways you can sort of stretch and go against that, providing you learn insight, you take that context, and don't confuse um, uh, motion for impact and actually make sure you put it in for the, uh, for the next stage you, uh, you try something. Yeah, I like that you said the ruminating, staying on that negative um, situation. Uh, many years ago, we had uh, a company that was getting rid of everyone from different departments. And I was the last one hired. I was the lucky one, got the lucky number. You're outie. Uh, and I stood on that probably about three months, really negative, like, oh, how dare they? I was the best one in that department. And, uh, you know, that kind of thinking, as you said, that limiting thinking keeps you stuck. It wasn't until I started to open up my brain, stop feeling sorry for myself, my ex-boss had said to me, listen, you're awesome at this job. You create awesome results. Why don't you become a consultant? So it was because of him and stopping this negative self-doubt talking that I started doing the consulting work. So, you know, you, you can't begin to do that and open your brain to possibilities if you're stuck in the ruminating of negative thoughts. I had a, uh, a boss, uh, Samson Suen, who, uh, when I was heading up the... Uh 
the Wrigley Pacific team within Mars. And um, Samson was the head of Asia Pacific. And he talked around the idea of your mind works like a parachute, best when open. And as soon as you open your mind to new possibilities, then suddenly your adjacencies, and as you say, suddenly consulting goes in and that matches your talents and your passions. And that really sort of fuels that sort of journey. I'm one of these people, uh, Christina, of, uh, there's two types of uh, dissatisfaction, healthy, which is when you're looking for new opportunities and things when something's not going right, mm -hmm. and then constant. Now, unfortunately, I've got constant. And constant means that even when things are going well, the status quo is working okay. I'm wanting to change and get ahead of that curve, fix before broken. And it works for me, but I have to be very conscious of that as a leader because other people when you are moving and wanting to stay ahead of that curve and get in front of the agenda as opposed to sort of manage it, um, other people do need that reflection time, that ability to sort of look and sort of think and consider more. So it is a balance that's actually, uh, that's actually needed, needed across the business. I like that you say that because everyone in your business will be in different stages of development personally and business-wise. And back in my 20s, had my I remember my boss had said to me, hey, you're doing great in accounting. I need you to start connecting with clients more one-on-one, -on -one, give them a call, you know, write business letters and meet them. In I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And But part of getting to meet clients and build those relationships have allowed me to do what I'm doing now comfortably and meet people, consult with them, have these podcasts because of that boss pushing me to go and expand. But like you said, you've got to be able to know how far can you push your people to go and grow and allow them the space to grow in their own time. Yeah, I've always followed this uh, this very basic sort of three-circle model in regard to your comfort zone, your stretch zone, and your panic zone. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a belief you should never push people into the panic zone. <laughs> um, I actually don't mind that. I think it's only on occasions, but the amount of times you unlock potential and dormant potential within people by pushing them within an area um, it can be incredibly liberating. And obviously, from a very selfish view, it's an incredibly good feeling to see people sort of unlock, uh, unlock talent. And there's a lot of times that other people will see the possibility within yourself that you don't see within yourself. And I think the danger of a leader is, particularly when you take on a new team, mm -hmm. you often shield the team and you protect them. And I used to do that. And I thought it was all around shielding the team and I'll have the crucial conversations and I'll take on the difficulty. If you actually step back and you show them freedom and it's a coaching and empowerment as opposed to a directing mode, that does lead to self-discovery as well. So again, everything's a nice sort of balance that is uh, required. Yeah, absolutely. Hemish, this has been awesome. We could go on for hours. I know we could because this is just fabulous content. And I know you're brightening the minds, hopefully expanding people listening in to see how they can grow their business, help everyone who works with them, for them, expand and grow in their own accord. Uh, please let everyone know where they can get a copy of It's Not Always Right to Be Right and find out more about you. So you can go directly, obviously, with an Amazon and uh, all the good stores sort of international. Um, probably best bet to go to my website, which is hamishthompson.com. Um, but it's been uh, great to connect and uh, I look forward to meeting up in person, hopefully, when I'm uh, next across in the US with travel 
about to open up, I believe. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, miss, that would be awesome. You got to look me up when you come to Houston. I'm right close about 50 minutes. It would be awesome to meet you. But I thank you today for coming to share with our savvy audience, your great, brilliant um, wisdom. Thank you. Thanks, Christina. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Besides rare finds, secret shows, whether it's a musty concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. Immersive technology has long been thought of as something that is primarily used by gamers and other entertainment applications. Billions of dollars have been spent on advancing the components that make up the technology, but it is still considered niche. Is it a technology that is in search of an application or just a killer app? To help me answer that question, I have with me today Mark Sage, the Executive Director of the Augmented Reality for Enterprise Alliance or AREA. Visit mauser.com slash empowering dash innovation to listen to the full episode. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.